Welcome to Delera Talks, the business English communication podcast for non-native professionals. My name is Paula, and I am co-hosting this show with Simon. In this podcast, we're going to be covering communication advice and tips to help express yourself with confidence in English and professional settings. So we hope you enjoy the show. Hello there. I'm back. This is Paula, and I have a very practical Telera bit for you today. I'm sure that you know by now that language is much more than learning vocabulary and grammar, right? It, there are so many other elements, and one of them is idioms, right? And as you know, learning idioms goes beyond learning vocabulary. It's about learning the culture, because when you learn the idioms, you will see, uh, you know, social norms, beliefs, attitudes, emotions. You will see them all reflected, right? And in my opinion, these fixed expressions are a fascinating and colorful part of the English language. And they also highly affect your fluency, but they're quite difficult to learn and teach. One of the reasons they're very difficult to learn is because knowing all the words in the idiom doesn't guarantee that you'll know the meaning of the full expression. For example, let's say I tell you, come on. Don't throw in the towel. Perhaps you know all the words in that expression, right? You know, don't, throw, towel. But perhaps you don't know that what I'm actually telling you is, come on, don't give up, right? So that's one reason they're tricky. The other reason is because there are so many. So where do you even start? Well, here's the solution that I have for you today. Um, I looked at a wonderful corpus-based study where they analyzed the frequency of different idioms in today's American English. They analyzed a lot of words, I think over 520 million, and this is what they found. So that's exactly what I have for you today. In this Talia bit, I'm going to share from that list 10 of the most frequent idioms in today's American English. But do check out the article that I'm going to add in the comments because there you will find a longer list with the most frequent idioms with their definitions and examples as always. All right, ready? Here we go. The first idiom that I want to share with you, you may know it, is the bottom line. Super common also in business. And it has different meanings. One of them is the most important and basic part of what you're discussing. Yeah, it's the most important, the most critical factor. That is the bottom line. For example, the bottom line is that she'll still work in here. Or the bottom line is storage isn't the problem. The problem is our ability to record and retrieve data. Another example, the bottom line is that the great majority of our employees prefer to work from home, right? It means, okay, we were having a discussion, but the most important factor or the, the most basic part of what we were saying is this. That is the bottom line. And the other meaning of the bottom line is when we talk about the financial situation of an organization. And it's it usually refers to that final total of an account or balance sheet. Yeah, it's the literally the final line in the accounts of an organization. And that's where you can see the total profit or loss that has been made. 
a very common question could be, okay, how will the, for example, rise in interest rates affect our bottom line? Or another example, many companies see that becoming more energy efficient, recycling waste and having a good corporate image can help the bottom line. It can help them financially. All right, that's one of them, the bottom line. The second one is at the end of the day. I use this one quite a bit. And it's something that you say before you give the most important fact of a situation, right? You were elaborating on your point and then you come to the punchline. That's when you use at the end of the day. Yeah? Here's an example. Of course, I listen to what she has to say, but at the end of the day, it's my decision. Or, at the end of the day, it's up to them to decide. It's similar to ultimately, right? At the end of the day, the board's not going to be concerned with three or four more dollars. Awesome. So that is at the end of the day. Number three is in the long run. You may also say in the long term. And it, we, say this, we say this idiom when we refer to a time that's far away in the future, right? We just want to say, well, at some time in the future, this is what will happen. For example, it seems like a lot of effort, but I'm sure it's the best solution in the long run. Or something that you may relate to. I wanted to quit school many times, but I knew I would regret it in the long run. Yeah, in the long run. Number four all over the place. This one also has quite a few different definitions. All over the place. Okay, if something is happening all over the place, it's happening in many different places. For example, unfortunately, businesses are closing down all over the place. Yeah, in many different places. If I tell you that things are all over the place, it means they are spread over in a you know, perhaps over a large area and usually in a disorganized way. Our fingerprints are probably all over the place. Or lots of papers or the papers and the notes were all over the place. Yeah, they're spread usually in a disorganized way. So the first one was happening in many different places. The second one is when things are spread over a large area in a disorganized way. And the third one is if you say that someone, not something, but someone is all over the place, it means that they are confused or disorganized or unable to think clearly or act properly. Yeah, if you see they're a mess, then you may say, that person is all over the place. Here are two examples. He's usually careful and diligent, but today he's all over the place. Or perhaps one uh, example that you can use for next Monday, you can say, oh, excuse me, I didn't sleep well last night and I'm all over the place today. Yeah, if you're in a meeting and you cannot really think straight, your thoughts are not coming out very clearly, you can say, oh, excuse me. I'm a bit all over the place today. Right, so we've seen four. Now, the next ones are going to be a little bit more advanced. 
Number five is rule of thumb. A rule of thumb is a method of judging a situation or a general rule or recommendation. Yeah, like a practical and approximate way of doing or measuring things that, listen, is not exact, but is based on experience. Yeah, sometimes we don't have very specific instructions, but we do have general advice. That is a rule of thumb, for example. I took this example from the Collins Dictionary, by the way, didn't make it up. A good rule of thumb is that a broker must generate sales of 10 times his salary. Well, another example, as a rule of thumb, we should be able to write two articles every week. Yeah, a rule of thumb is that kind of general rule that is not exact, but it is based on experience. Awesome. Number six, across the board. I use this one quite often, actually. So across the board means applying to all. It means it affects everyone or everything within an organization or a system. Yeah, it affects people at every level in every area. Yeah, here's an example. They have promised to reduce taxation across the board. It means applying to everything, not, not just one sector. The improvement has been across the board with all divisions either increasing profits or reducing losses. Another example with this one is, are we updating these policies across the board or just in the sales department? Yeah, across the board, applying to all. They're getting a little trickier, right? Number seven, we're almost there to spring to mind or to come to mind. The word spring, apart from the season, when you have winter, spring, summer, fall, right? Um, Spring also means to jump, to jump quickly. So spring to mind or come to mind is to come quickly into your mind, right? It means you think of it without making any effort. Say the word Caribbean and the vision of sand and blue seas immediately springs to mind. Another example, when I I think of my manager, kindness and hard work are words that spring to mind. And one more, the idea of global warming comes to mind, again, or springs to mind, when we see what's happening. Yeah, to come to mind, to spring to mind, it's to Think of it without actually making any effort. So many, right? Okay, number eight, to do the trick. This one is quite informal, but it's also very, very common in spoken English. If something does the trick, yeah, like trick or treat, if something does the trick, it achieves what you wanted. Yeah, you achieve the required result. If these quick tips don't do the trick, please reach out to Stephen. He'll be able to help you. Or perhaps you're thinking, oh, I need to put, you know, I need something to put these papers in. This folder should do the trick. It means, yeah, it should work. Number nine, pave the way. Pave the way is um, an idiom that reminds me of my childhood. I have a younger sister 
so I'm the eldest, and I remember it was really, really difficult for me to convince my mom to go out. I'd love to go out to meet friends, but it was really hard, right? I was the first child, and my mom wasn't used to it. But I definitely paved the way for my sister, because then when she wanted to go out, it was very easy for her. Perhaps you guessed the meaning from that little story that I just shared with you. So if you pave the way for something else, you make the other thing come in later possible. Yeah, you prepare the way or you facilitate the introduction. Perhaps you create the circumstances to enable something to happen. For example, the proposals will pave the way for a resolution of the problem. They will make it easier. They will prepare the situation. Um, another example from Cambridge Dictionary, uh, Dictionary. Scientists hope that data from the probe will pave the way for a more detailed exploration of Mars. That sounds exciting, right? So yeah, to pave the way is to create the circumstances to enable something, to make something possible. That's when you make it easy for the other people. Like I paved the way for my sister when it came to going out at home. All right. And the very last one is follow suit. And I can use my sister again for this idiom. Whatever I did as a kid, my sister would follow suit. She would do the same as me. Yeah. To follow suit is to do the same as someone else. For example, Jeff skipped work and his team members followed suit. They did the same. Another example, and this is the last one of today. When an airline reduces the ticket prices, the results, the rest usually follow suit. Whew. Those were a lot of idioms, weren't they? Okay, so we have quick recap. Remember to always go back, listen to this, go check out the blog, um, the blog article to, to see them in, in, you know, written form. But remember that we have number one was the bottom line, the most important part of what you're saying, the bottom line. Number two is at the end of the day. That's when you, that's what you say when you want to give the most important facts. Number three, in the long run, at some time in the future or eventually. Number four, all over the place. It means happening in many different places or when some things are spread over a large area in a disorganized way or when someone's not really, when they're confused and disorganized, right? They're a little messy. Number five, rule of thumb are those general rules that we say that are not exact, but they are based on, on experience. So you can follow them if you don't have anything more specific. Across the board, it's number six, and it means applying to all or affecting everyone. Number seven, spring to mind or come to mind. When I think about business English, Talera springs to mind. Number eight, to do the trick means to work. Yeah, if something does the trick, it does what you want it. It achieves what you want it. Number nine, pave the way. Like I paved the way for my sister, right? You prepare the situation. You make something possible. And number 10, to follow suit is to do the same as someone else. Okay, so these are... 10 of the most frequent idioms in today's business English. As we said before, 
learning idioms, being able to use them will help you increase your fluency. Yeah, they're a little tricky, but you can start with these ones. Practice them, try to use them. Take just one for this week and try to, you know, implement it in, in, a, in a real conversation. See how your coworkers or friends react when you use it. Awesome. Okay, that's it. I promise that's it for today. I hope you found it helpful and I will talk to you soon. Oh, and remember to join our upcoming webinars. We have some on advanced business emails, on effective presentations. We did one on working across cultures, which was amazing. So yeah, we always hope to get to interact with you over the chat and always hear your feedback. <laughs> have a great day. And that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed it and remember to subscribe to Talera Talks. We'll be back soon with more. And visit our website at talera.com for more valuable content on business English. You can also request a free consultation on the best ways for you and your team to improve your communication skills. So have a great day and keep learning.